Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Bailey Zappi, 17 for 19. Second consecutive excellent first half. Now can he sustain it? Because he didn't in Pittsburgh. He struggled after the break. Looks to throw. On the move, he's in trouble. And he throws an interception right into the hands of Willie Gay. Different game, same story for Zappi. Out of the halftime break. Different guy gets intercepted, and the Chiefs have it in the doorstep. Old first halfy zappy at it again. Hey, for those of you who were looking for at least one decent, if not competitive, half of football against the reigning Super Bowl champions, coming from your 3-10 favorite Foxborough football squad, Coming off of their surprising Thursday night football win against Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, you got what you wanted. And for those of you who were looking for the Patriots to lose today so as to not relinquish control of the second overall pick in the upcoming 2024 NFL draft, you also got what you wanted today. So, hey, as far as I'm concerned, though the final score may indicate otherwise, it was a win-win Sunday in Patriots Nation. You know how back in the good old days, it was always, all they do is win, 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 no matter what, what. Guess what? All they did today was win. What's that now? They gave you a first. They gave you an entertaining half of football on Tay-Tay Day. Entertaining. Well, the first half was entertaining-ish. Probably most the most you could ask for a backup quarterback who'd been previously released by the same team that he was playing for back with next to no weapons whatsoever against a very good football team, motivated, angry, coming off of a very disappointing affair last Sunday. So you were predicting house. the upset. No, I said, I, no, remember my bet on six rings? My FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week was Chiefs' money line, but the Pats to cover. That's why I was hoping maybe they would have gotten a field goal at the end because then I would have been able to, as they say in the wagering world, Andy, middle it. I did not successfully do that. And today marks the first time that the Chiefs have ever defeated the Patriots in the Patrick Mahomes era, scoring more than 26 points. So we got that going for us. Which is nice. It's not nice. It's not very nice. But guess what is nice? It's almost Christmas! (laughs) Only seven days till Christmas, everyone! We are going to do our best to find all the positives. I think we actually just found all of them. Good night, everybody. This has been the Six Rings Oh, no, there's more. Come on. No, there's a lot. Don't be so negative. Marty Mapu. Kevin Harris, mm. Mario Douglas. Yeah. Kadarius Tony doesn't play for us. That's a positive. That's a huge positive. You know who wishes he played for us? Well, he kind of did play for us, actually. actually he was the, one of the best players on the field for the Patriots today. Hilarious Tony truly may have the worst hands I have ever seen in the NFL. But not bad enough. Because to, had they been bad enough, the ball goes right through your hands and then falls incomplete. But when you slow it down enough and it like bounces off your shoulder and your helmet and stays in the air long enough for a defender to get it, uh, Patrick Mahomes... 
the energy with which he went after the officials last week, mm-hmm. if I'm Tony and I see Holmes, Mahomes coming, I walk the other way because I think he could kill me. I think he could literally lose his ever-loving you-know-what and just go postal on my ass. That, that reaction or overreaction, the histrionics, the meltdown, the uh, teetering on disgraceful performance by Patrick Mahomes following the loss to the Bills last week. I see why. Swearing now. at midfield. I totally understand. If I worked with that, I kind of do. I work with you. But if I worked with that guy, try. Yeah, I, I would lose my mind, too. Because yep. that is in, it's enough of a struggle already, right? He was fighting to avoid his first three-game losing streak of his career. Mm-hmm. He's fighting to avoid going on the road in the postseason for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. He's also and, watching his stats get flushed down the toilet. Yeah, he gets credit for that interception. Mm-hmm. People like you people. You people, Patriots fans, hey, look at all those interceptions. He's got the same number of interceptions as Matt. Right right off. Can you go back to the COVID couch, please? Can I? Yeah, go right ahead. Can I re-get COVID? The, the, show, <laughs> the show. Hey, uh, Braverman, get Lions on line two. Just have them on standby in case Hart falters, leaves. Uh, it is funny. That's I'm one, not that's here, one. they win. I'm here, they lose. Yes, exa- uh, funny. Coincidence? I think I not. I think not as well. Maybe it's just the Cardinal Not irony, universe. though. Not irony, Joe Braverman. You need to call Alanis, and you two need to study together. That, it is not ironic. It's appropriate. Yes, that that is one of the more poorly constructed songs in pop culture history. Nothing that actually but takes place in that song. No, it's a... It's, it's, catchy it's a lyrically, it is a yeah. lyrically inaccurate song, but it's, it's a fine. catchy and fun. That's fine. It's fine. Who, who knows? Suspension right? of disbelief. Sure. Movies, just, music, just sports. Go, just go ahead. Pretend the Patriots won. Time. Okay. Hey, you're doing it. Pa- <laughs> I'm looking for all the positives I can possibly divine from today's game. Once again, yes. Hello, everybody. Andy Hart is back. The Gridiron Grinch, who's literally wearing a Grinch sweatshirt here in studio today, has Mr. returned to form. Grinch. And as you can tell, he is throwing high heat here in the first inning as well. He is oh, you should have heard Grinch what I was mean. saying in the back he has, room. He has come after me, Pats fans, the New England Patriots, members of the other team. I mean, this is... Bill uh, Belichick, Taylor when ca- Swift. When they call Who you bitches an, more about the refs? 617 <laughs> When they call you an equal opportunity offender, at least I like the fact that you live up to billing and reputation. Yeah, damn right. Yes. I keep it consistent. Uh, we have rece- we, This is the Six Rings postgame show. We are live here on WEEI 93.7 FM, of course, across the WEEI Sports Radio Network and the Odyssey app as well. You can join the program at any time, 617-779-7937. If you are in traffic, on your way out of Gillette Stadium today, on Route 1, coming out of the Razor. I saw a bunch of you, even though it was a decent game, leaving at the half. I feel you, bros. We've got a lot of stuff going on during the holidays. We do not judge. We just like to engage, and sometimes, depending on how Andy's feeling, enrage in our discussion. We'll be here till 725 tonight, at which point we will throw it to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football. We will take the head coach, Bill Belichick. Could Bill Belichick be in less than the final quarter of his coaching career in New England? Could this have been his second-to-last home game as HC of the NEP? I'm sure someone is going to ask, and he will definitely not answer, but that's why we listen to those post-game pressers. We'll hear from Bailey Zappi as well, who had a pretty good first half and then kind of turned back into the Texas pumpkin that we've known him to become in a lot of second halves as well. We will talk to Christian Fourier later in the program, get his spin and take on how things went down. We'll check in with our beat reporter, who has now reverted to beatdown reporter because no one's feeling too good about the way things have gone lately in Patriots Nation. Mike Cadlick will join the program. And, of course, you, the Foxborough frustrated, the Patriots people, Andy calls you you people, and how you're feeling after today's game. So aside from aside from the fact that the Patriots still have a in a dare I say firmer or more firm grasp 
of the second overall pick in the 2024 draft. Oh, yeah. Uh, we sure do. Um, we and Matthew Slater do that path- at the end of the year. How do you feel about the second pick in the 2024 NFL draft? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. By the way, it might be the first pick since the Panthers beat the Falcons. I, wait. Now, we screwed that pooch last week. Oh, did they really? The Panthers beat the Falcons? 9-7 to seven, your final score. What a game. What a, what, them, what a good time for everyone that attended that one. And Nine, no one seven. Did. Did, you, did you see how much the You could have gotten a quarter. Yeah, that's my paid. new uh, thing. I wanted to put away with those stupid stats. If, it was five cents for a ticket. Yeah, it should be. It's only smart business when the game five time has begun cents. to actually take cash for something that is being devalued and becoming worth nothing. It should be four hours before. If you don't tell me what the tickets cost four hours before, I don't want to hear about it. No, this was two days ago. No, I, but the, the, yeah. the sense wasn't, was it? 45 cents two days ago? Yes. I don't believe that. I screen grabbed minute. it and sent it to a relative oh, in Charlotte. And his response- Everything on the internet's real. I've checked it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should see some of the things people can do on the internet. One guy got hit by lightning three times on the same street. Mm-hmm. Got up, hit, got up, hit, yeah, got up, was amazing. Uh, yeah, tickets were pretty darn cheap to that one, as well, they, they should have been be. as well. So wait a second. The Panthers just won, but they still hold the number one overall draft pick, which is going to go to the Bears. Well, yeah, because you screwed up and won last week. Because oh, right, they only have two wins. If we hadn't yeah. won last week, if they had found a way to lose a game that they kept trying to hand to Mitchell Trubisky, and then he was like, "Sorry, bro, I actually don't want this." I really or if hate that winning. one guy had just run past Ezekiel Elliott, touchdown, right? You win. Or if the refs had actually called Jelani Tavai offsides when he was offsides. when they should have, as opposed to. Making but I'm sure up fans a phantom... will want to bitch about the refs. Well, or, oh, but the refs actually screwed you last week by allowing you to win. <laughs> Chess. Well, why would the why would the refs help the Patriots win in Pittsburgh, but then be to against, screw them to screw the Patriots. to steal the win so they can't get the high still pick? In all the refs hate the Patriots. Didn't you know that? Don't you read Twitter and text lines and things of that nature? Eh, I mean, they hate everybody. No, they, they suck. They terrible. hate nobody. They suck. Today was a hockey league game too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's not, not good. good. No. no, he's not good at all. No, his dad wasn't either. He just nope. had you know he was he just fun to look at in the shirt or whatever. He's ripped. Yeah, the gun show. Most overrated thing ever. It's like. Distract me from your ineptitude by being jacked. Biceps? <laughs> Bicep. Aren't biceps basically just like the... Yes. Curls guys. are for girls? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're going to tell Kevin Harris that? You don't need those? Oh, man. He's a hoss. Because his thighs are useful. Yes, they are. He's a quadzilla. We're all over the map. Who's hosting Yeah, we show? are. I was going to say, nobody. This, you this, rein this in. This is a driverless Come program. Come on, it's a three-win football team we're talking about I in December, the week before Christmas. I, pull it together. I, pull what together? The it's team. a disaster. The fan base. It's, I gotta say, the honestly, energy. This today's today's post game is going to mirror the effort of the game as well as the uh, the attitude and the energy at the stadium today. Kind of all over the place. You had energy at the stadium, but it was brought by the opposing fan base. There were more people interested in Tay Tay than there were anyone else on the field or the results of the Patriots Chiefs yeah, game. But John Bon Jovi kind of second fiddled. There. Oh he's my like, God! He's a star why ringing would the John, bell. Why would John like the Patriots answer like, "Oh yeah, you're going to bring Taylor Swift to the game"? Well, we'll answer with a Bon Jovi, and everyone was like, eh, "I don't really care." He was big like forty years ago. Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> also, you can pick up the phone, and he can come whenever right. you want. Yeah, he'll be here. I mean, he's Biff's with Bob uh, or and Bill at this point now, right. so it doesn't matter. He'll always be there. It seemed like a weird. They tried to flex on her, and it was like. That's not a flex. I'm a, She's like, who is that old I dude? I sell multiple. He's got nice hair, but who yeah. is he? <laughs> he looks good. Nice jeans. What a strange day. What a strange day. And by the way, since we're on it real quick, uh-huh. I'm not a fan of the uh, keeper of the light rings the bell thing. 
I would make that disappear like the 16 and 0 banner. Just quietly you look up and it's no longer there. Well, you can't demolition the lighthouse. No, 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 no. The keeper of the light, which to me mm-hmm. should have something light-based. There should be like right. pow, pow, lights everywhere, cool something, not just a rinky-dink bell that they roll in that's temporary and Yeah, like you know, like or the, have a big ass bell on top of it that's like yeah, the size like of in Kansas City, your head. At the Kansas City, it's, it's not much bigger than yours. I know. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Only three hours and ten minutes to go until just a side note. It's a minor aspect Mm -hmm. of all that ails this organization. You need a new GM, a new head coach, a new quarterback, and right below that on the list, fourth is a new pregame ritual. Yeah, including if I may, if I may be honest, I've even suggested as much, or like I haven't. I wouldn't say I've suggested, but rather sort of just like asked aloud in a room full of people that do the things down at the stadium that happen before the pregame. Like, hey, how about uh? Maybe uh, maybe it's time to change Crazy Train up. Oh, they hate when you criticize the music. They hate it. Well, no, they are very a, sensitive. Well, no, very. No. Just like they're more the, sensitive than their... Bill Belichick when a call goes against his team the last two weeks. Wow. Wow. Have you noticed how you much think... he bitches about the refs? I have noticed a lot. And I isn't that weird to you? Yeah. But th- isn't that symptomatic or a sign of a team that is sort yes. of like in the rut that they are? Losing is undefeated. Yes. Losing has broken Bill Belichick mm-hmm. just like it breaks all men. Mm-hmm. Just like it broke and you that's this another season. sign of it. Broke me earlier in right. the year. Everybody. Mac. Nope. It, yep. it breaks everybody. Robert, Jonathan. Will it break Zappy? Uh no, I think he I don't think so. I think he truly has that gunslinger mentality yep. that is unbreakable. That your guys have. A lot of mediocre quarterbacks have it. Like mm-hmm. I think Gardner Minshew has it. My he's a guys? mediocre journeyman backup quarterback. But he's type. got some moxie. He's Ryan little, Fitzpatrick, I think, has it. You can play for eight teams and pretend you're good for a while at some, each stop along the way, but verve. you're not. A little zhuzh. I, I think Bailey Zappi has that. I, I do think he honestly has that. Now, if he could ever put together four quarters, he might actually have a win, too. Will we ever get a full Bailey Zappi game? Four quarters of excellent football. No. We got like a half. Today. He doesn't have it in him. No, no, no. I've watched is practice. It, is it he I haven't seen have a full practice he, when he's He doesn't good. have it in him, or is it? it's definitely not the people around him. It's him. But also the people oh, yeah. around him weren't great today. How do you blame the people around him when he saw three Chiefs and he's like, yeah, I can throw this ball? <laughs> like, Actually, that's not as impressive as when he saw four Colts and said, I can throw this ball. Yes, that's what he do. That's what happens, though. Isn't that symptomatic, though? Or wouldn't you say indicative of a team that doesn't have enough talent on the field? So you have guys, I won't say playing out of position, but trying too hard. You end up No, I think to- that's what he does. He's a gunslinger. I, I just think that's who he is, what he does, the mentality he approaches it with. He doesn't have a great arm, which is a, an issue for a gunslinger. Usually gunslingers like Josh Allen, the reason Brett they are Favre. the way they are is because sometimes they can fit it in there. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can throw a frozen rope that zips by a couple. Right. He doesn't throw a frozen rope. It's not zipping by anybody it's zapping into their hands. No, it's more like a nylon sash. Yes. He, I mean, we all, I was very cruel about Mac Jones' you throw. Ju- you could have just ended it. I was no, very cruel. not always. Uh, Mac Jones' throw in Colts land, mm-hmm. in uh, Germany, Deutschland. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey Zappi's lob today over the head of Demario Douglas in the second half was almost as equally as bad a throw. It was a lob throw that somehow missed the intended target by about 12 yards. But those, but Mac Jones's throw and other previously poor throws uh, on the season were magnified by the stakes that were still being held at that time. Like now, there's nothing. Like except for but hey, it's an if NFL you win, game. I know, but there's like stakes. I, but it's weird. I don't want to like, discredit and discount it, the competition that's going on on the field. It just didn't feel like it. Like let me let me just put it out like this. It just didn't really feel like it mattered that much. This was a matchup between the two winningest coaches in the history of the National Football League. Would you Did you know have, that? Would you have five hundred and fifty six wins between them? 
And would you have guessed that? And now there's 557 yeah. between them. Because I, as one of my uh, Twitter followers said when I tweeted out that stat, mm-hmm. <laughs> Reed may have a better chance to catch Don Shula than Bill does at this point. I think we've even said that on six. Yeah, weeks. well, it's, it's half so joking. Not, no. If he goes to the Chargers, I think he's got a shot. Belichick? Yeah. Which he may want to do. Well, you think Reed's going to the Chargers? <laughs> Why'd you ask me Belichick? <laughs> I would think Belichick, Belichick and Reed in the AFC West would be some good theater coming up. Right now, unfortunately, Bill Belichick still with his New England Patriots versus Andy Reed. Deigned to be great theater today. Turns out we had one decent half of football in the second half that kind of just ran out of gas. But unlike us, we will not run out of gas. We will have steam, fuel, energy, and aplomb galore right up until 7.30 here on the Six Rings postgame show. So much to discuss. I see your calls are lining up here at 617-779-7937. We'll take a quick break. When we hear from the quarterback, the coach, and others, we will bring you those Interesting people of Patriots interest live here on the postgame show. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's Braverman, it's all of us together here after the Patriots lose 27-17 to the Chiefs on the Six Rings postgame show, WEEI. The Foxborough fanboy and the Gridiron Grinch have returned. Ye of little faith who believe that we will not bring the energy and effort and attitude necessary for a high-quality postgame show following an absolute wet fart of a football game. Well, how dare you doubt your boys Fitzy and Hart here in the Six Rings postgame show on 93.7 FM WEEI. Andy, of course, is uh, very frustrated. He's having difficulty posting something to the website. System blows. (laughs) Does. Wait, I, isn't it usually Damn say like technology? Doesn't it say like system error or something? Did you just get an error message that said system blows? Yes, <laughs> it was deciding to be more self-aware and honest. Uh, uh, I'm actually completely, in a lot of ways, I'm here entirely for this kind of post game. I don't want to have like, all right, let's draw. How many first downs did the Patriots have? Andy, tell me about the turnover worthiness of yeah. <laughs> the every every throw that he made in the second half was turnover worthy. There's not many of these left. Make them count. Somebody tell me about Bailey Zappi's wins above replacement. Six one seven seven. I think we're going to put a Chargers esque performance together in this late season matchup. We could get somebody fired with the way we perform. I wish we could just talk about yesterday's games, especially the. The Bengals-Vikings game was excellent yesterday. That was a good football game. Why can't we get backup quarterbacks like that? I actually want to know. How come we can't get backup quarterbacks like that? We also don't have receivers like that. Although it looked early. Early on, it was like, wait a minute. Hunter Henry's got like six catches. Devontae Parker's got like six catches. Are they they slinging it? Yeah. And they were. And then they Henry. Hunter Henry is sore right now. I can tell you that. He took Got the wind knocked out of him. Got rolled pretty hard later in the game as well. He's feeling it. He should have had two touchdowns on the day. A little ticky-tack. I am not blaming the refs. Oh, there was a little about the refs. ticky-tack. Little, Taking our cues from Belichick. Let's bitch about the refs. Well, Every single effing call he winds about. Maybe I could say. I, call I'll him call, Rick Patino. I'll take him from Zolacek, we'll say. Part Zolak, part. <laughs> he bitches too, but he's paid to bitch. He, he's not better than bitching. I thought Bill was better than bitching every call. I nope. thought you saved it. Like, at least we're bitching about Andy Reid mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes, and it was out of the norm. What did it cost them, respectively, in case you folks didn't 150K. hear? 150K. 150000 A $100,000 FedEx arrived for Andy Reid following his postgame comments in the face of the defeat against the Buffalo Williams last Sunday at Field at Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes, 50K. I yep. think Patrick Mahomes should have also gotten 100K because not only did he bitch in the postgame and criticize the officials, but also hot Mike on the field dropping F-bombs when you're hugging it out with Josh Allen. You have to have a little bit of self-awareness. That said, 
You and I did attribute it, wisely so. It was one of two or three things we agreed on so far in the program, that that was mostly so... That was mostly because of the fact that he has just reached here. And if you folks can't see at home because we're not on Twitch, my hand is right at my hairline. He has had it up to here yes. with Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and all the dropsies and the poor performances by their wide receiving core. Absolutely. I understand it. And he is a guy like Brady, mm-hmm. is a perfectionist, man's greatness. expects greatness, is used to greatness, doesn't want to go on the road in the postseason, mm-hmm. wants to roll into the AFC title game yet again. And he's seeing that kind of be potentially pulled away from him this year by the ineptitude. Probably some anger at the organization and the coach and the GM, uh, Leach, um, for surrounding him Mm -hmm. with this cast of timely reference, misfit toys, because that's who they are. Um, So I do give him a little, and he did backtrack a little bit. I give him credit, and he apologized for the right part, which I also found interesting. He apologized for what he said to Josh Allen on the field because you come off as a bit of a um, dink, right? Like, you basically said, Josh, you didn't beat me. The refs just beat me. Mm-hmm. You didn't beat me. Yeah. To the man's face. To which somebody, I guess might be admirable in some ways. To like, somebody as kind, if if Mahomes is your Brady contemporary or goat du jour, would you not say Josh Allen, though his playing style is quite different, is his uh, man- manning, if you will? All right, Bailey's happy to the podium. Hi, Bailey. I was just wondering if you could just take us through what you thought on your overall performance today. Um, just simply not good enough. Um. Started out hot in the first half again, like we did the previous week. Uh, came in here, had made adjustments, understood what we wanted to attack. Uh, went out in the second half, threw an interception on the first play of the second half, which is terrible on my part. Um, you take away that, you take away seven points, it's a whole different game. Um, I mean, they got the ball on whatever yard line it was, and two plays later they scored. So, I mean, that's on me. You take away that play, it's a different game. So, um, not good enough. There's things that I'm going to clean up going into next week and get ready for the Broncos. Bailey, on that interception, what, what did what did you see? Did you not did you not see Gay in front of the receiver? No, I saw him. Um, you know, that's just miscommunication on you know our part. Um, I thought he was going to keep going. He felt Gay was on the back of his hip, so he's going to keep it vertical. Um, you know, that's on me. I was able to make a guy miss. I just need to throw it out of bounds. Um, it's first down. I um, mean, throw the ball out of bounds, second down 10. Who knows what happens on that drive? We're able to move the ball all day up to that point. So, I mean, I just got to be smarter. I got to be better, and that's on me. Billy, what was the feeling like after the pick? And you guys kept pushing and pushing, especially in that fourth quarter. Did you feel like maybe you'd go for it more on fourth down, maybe open it up a little bit more? What was kind of the mentality going there forward as you were behind? Yeah, we just got to score points. Um, you know, all the situation stuff, going on, going for it, things like that. I mean, that's the coach's decision. Um, whatever play gets sent in, I try to, you know, execute it the best of my ability. But, um, you know, we're we're playing a really good team. And defense played their butts off, and we got to help out a little bit. And, you know, that interception, first play of the second half, I didn't do that. So i got to fix those. on your left. Uh, Bailey, uh, you guys have been dealing with a lot of injuries. What was the mood like seeing uh, uh, Cole go down? Uh, David said he was sor- sort of mad that they brought the card out. Was want- he wanted to walk off the field. What was the sort of mood sort of dealing with that and the injuries today? Yeah, I mean, injuries suck, um, no matter who it is, um, you know, especially when it's your brother. It's a guy that, you know, I came in here with, I spent every day with. I've got to know him. I mean, me and him are great friends. We've been together for the last two years. So, I mean, it's just injuries suck. I mean, stuff happens, though. Um, but, you know, I pray for him, and I hope everything's well for him and he can have a speedy recovery and get back and start playing ball. 
Oh, Bill, you mentioned adjustments at halftime. Did you see any from them that marked a stark change from what they had shown in the first half? Yeah, I mean, they brought um, – there was one time I got sacked on the corner pressure. They didn't do that in the first half. They did in the second half, and they got me on that one. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, we watched on film all week to be ready for, and it was just something I missed. I sent the mic the wrong way, and I got a mic it backside, just things like that. Uh, so, I mean, they adjusted, we adjusted. Um, I just didn't execute our adjustments, and that was the difference. So I just got to get better. Yeah, just along those lines, was that the main difference? Obviously, the first half performance, you had conviction, you were performing the way you wanted to. In the second half, it seemed like that, that wasn't there. Was it the inability to to react to their adjustments? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's you're going to look back at film tomorrow, and there's going to be a lot of things that, you know, if maybe if I just do this a little bit different, you know, it's a bigger play. Um, you know, instead of throwing it one way, maybe I – you know, hit Zeke in the flat. I mean, maybe he gets 10, 15 yards. Maybe the second play of the second half, or the first play of the second half, I throw it out of bounds, or I just scramble and get five yards. It's not an interception. They don't get the ball on the five-yard line. They don't score a touchdown. I mean, it's just things like that, and it directly reflects on me because it's my fault, and I just got to get better at it. Bailey mentioned the corner blitz. I was just wondering, with some of those blitz pressures, did you feel like it was, like, you know, protections, routes? Like, what did you feel like led to some of those issues? I mean, personally, the issues aren't anybody else's problem but mine. Um, you know, I control that stuff. I do it. So, you know, if I mic it right, that's where people are going. If I mic it left, that's where people are going. And I got to see it. I got to use my cadence. I got to use what the coaches gave us throughout the week as far as tendencies and everything. And I got to use it to my ability. And I didn't do that in that one play. Um, they got us. Um, you know, there's other plays that we were able to get on the same page communication-wise and pick everything up. But, you know, they got us on that one, and it was a pretty big play. Bailey, just what's it been like with Hunter Henry? I think he had another big day today with seven catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Another one called back, went out with a knee injury, unfortunately. What's it been like for you, to, you know, your rapport with him, and how tough was it to see him go down? Yeah, I mean, Hunter's a, you know, a great tight end receiver. I mean, he can do practically anything you want him to. Um, we have a lot of guys like that in the tight end room and the receiver room. Um, so personally for me, it makes my job easier because I feel like you know, no matter what they do versus Hunter, you know, I feel like it's a mismatch that I just let him have his time, let him get open, and I can make a play or just, you know, throw a good enough ball for he can make a play. Um, you know, I think we're filled or filled of guys like that in our room. Um, and it just comes down to me of, you know, getting the ball to him, good ball placement, you know, where they can, you know, get yak after the, after the catch. And, you know, it's just up to me to get them the ball. After that interception, when you go over to the sidelines, kind of what's your mindset or what are the conversations you're kind of having to maybe get yourself ready to get back in there? Uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, the hardest thing about it all is to, you know, forget it and wash it because, you know, personally you want to be perfect. You want to not have any turnovers. So when you have a turnover, you're, you're mad at yourself because there's something, you know, it's so easy just to step up and throw it out of bounds. Like, why didn't you do that? So that's kind of things you ask yourself and then once the next series comes you just forget about it and you try to move on and then tell yourself when that you know opportunity comes again where I'm in that situation I'm going to do something different I'm not going to do that so it's just learning from those things and just getting better and you know that's what it's all about we were lucky this week we got another week to get better and go after the Broncos and you know they're a great team and I'm excited to get after it. All right, that was New England Patriots starting quarterback. Used to be the backup. Now he's the starter and probably entrenched that way for the remainder of the regular season. Bailey Zappi, 
a bit downtrodden, still with a little bit of that country strong and resolution there, Andy, in the face of defeat after a good first half and a lousy second half. 27-17, your final from the Razor, as is pointed out by our operations-slash-programming manager, Mr. Ken Laird. Just got a text message here. Thank you for being the stats and information department. Ken, Bailey Zappi, he really is a first-half quarterback. Obviously, we know how good he played in the first half against Pittsburgh with the three touchdown passes. Second half against Pittsburgh, 5 of 7 for 44 yards as they completely turtled and played just-don't-lose-mode football, even though he threw a pick in the second half as well and definitely played to lose. In the second half today, after a decent first half as well, second half today, he was 6 of 12, 39 yards and a pick. And, of course, we all remember the atrocious second half that he had against the Bears last year in the Monday Night Football game to forget at Gillette Stadium. I don't have the stats in front of me. Don't really need him to tell the story. He plays, it's only, It's almost like he's an opener. Like he's not He's not a finisher. He's not a closer. Ooh, second, third time around the lineup and everything kind of guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, The Red yeah. Sox could use him. Sure. If they miss out on Yamamoto, why not sign Zapper? Um, I actually think the second half was way worse than those numbers today. To me, those numbers are irrelevant. They're misleadingly good. Well, but why? But, I thought he four straight drives mm-hmm. to open the second half. Yep. Should have turned the ball over. Put the ball in harm's way. There was a fumble. There was the pick. There should have been two other picks. I thought he was putrid beyond belief in the second half today. And honestly, he's not that good. All of us, they everybody that said, oh, he's not that good, it can be worse with, with him out there, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is what we saw in the practice fields. Mm-hmm. He's not a good NFL quarterback. It just like He has some strengths. He mm-hmm. has some moxie, certainly, some energy. He can step up in the pocket at mm-hmm. time and look like he's kind of comfortable dealing with pressure. Then other times it seems like the pressure freaks him the F out. So we have to ask the question, is it on him or is it defenses adjusting to his game? I think both. I think sometimes his energy and belief in himself um, gets the best of him. Um, maybe he plays a little bit more within himself in the first half because it's more, you know, the idea it's scripted and there's coming out with like a more direct plan. And if they do this, we do that. And then sort of that adjusting on the fly, the energy, maybe the situation, yep. you're trailing, you know, and now maybe you try to do too much. You're trying to make plays instead of just take plays that are available to you. Like the the last few weeks, He's been good just checking. Oh, I'll check down to Hunter. Oh, I'll check down to Ezekiel Elliott, whatever. And then maybe in the second half, he feels like, okay, now we need to make plays. We're chasing. We're trailing. I don't know. I'm sort of, you Spit know. Balling. Yeah, popping through ideas. Yeah, I will say. But he, does, somebody, but he makes these nice passes in the first half, though. Like, Because he's not with that. I always say this. The difference between good and crappy at the professional level is generally consistency. The crappy guy can do it every once in a while. The good guy does it most of the time. That's the difference. Like, Mahomes is capable of ugly throws and ugly plays. As you pointed out, oh, a couple years ago, he threw the most interception-worthy balls in the NFL. Like, yeah, he also mm-hmm. makes the most plays. Like Josh Allen. There's always going to be a two or a three-to-one plays-to-mistakes ratio. Mm-hmm. So he'll still fuel his critics, but he's always going to make plays and have his team winning. The, the average guys, it's like one-to-one. The crappy guys, it goes the other way. They can make plays. Mm-hmm. Every once in a Your guy, I always, Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Minshew. He can make plays. Gamer. But he's never going to do it 17 weeks no. more often than not. He's not going to do it 15 out of 17 And that's Bailey times. Zappi. He's good enough to be in the NFL, mm-hmm. good enough to probably be a backup, not good enough to play multiple games, start multiple games, play quarter after quarter, down after down. You'll see the warts. The warts will be magnified. Um, and that's just the reality of him. The one thing I do want to mention, and this was brought up by a texter, and I could not agree more. All right. 
He said, listen to this press conference, night and day, different to Mac. Like, he takes accountability, although I thought Mac took accountability. He, Mac grew to take accountability as well. I thought this he year did. Mac was, I've always said it, if he was as good on the field as he was at the podium, he would have been a much better quarterback. Mm-hmm. I thought he I thought he handled it well. He's handled it better than Bill, for example. Um, Zappi does a good job at the podium. He says the right things. That's on me. It's not on anybody else. I get to make those calls, those adjustments, blah, blah, blah. He's also got some cockiness. You hear him? We were moving the ball pretty good up yeah. until that point. We started out hot. I mean, hey, good for him. You had two good drives and three bad drives. So is that hot? Because if that's hot, then we're not that good. Oh, so that so might far, be the answer. We're not that. that good. May, I was gonna say. I was gonna Touché, say. You can. And you can. Remo- yeah. I think you've sold out of the. We're not tanking. We just suck shirts. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we- we're gonna update it with a new color. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, colorway for yep. um, for Zappy. You get a new quarterback. I feel like you need a new color scheme. Sure. Yeah. We'll go. We'll change the font. Blue maybe. on red instead of red on blue. Yeah. People don't buy red t-shirts. They buy more really? blue t-shirts. Yeah. I like red. I no. They don't buy them. They don't sell I'm nearly a fan as well. Of red t-shirts. I All wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't have an issue All with right, that. Back, back in your hole, Joe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the rest of we're the in text- a bullying mood. Yeah, we're just we got to get through this together. Like, what do I always say in the promos? Whether we celebrate or commiserate, we do it together. And today, we don't even know what we're doing because <laughs> the Panthers won. Patriots should have given us the first. But we screwed pick. the pooch last week, so now we're stuck in this middling second pick. But maybe first pick still a possibility. But land. Justin Field played pretty well today, and you have to keep hoping, even if the Bears. Whether they win or lose, you have to hope that Justin Fields continues to play well so that the Bears say, you know what, it really seems kind of silly for us to be out on this guy when we could totally use a left tackle, a generational receiver, etc. Yeah, but do I really want that? I mean, is, don't I, wouldn't I be okay if the Bears have the number one pick and take Marvin Harrison Jr. and I get any quarterback I want yeah, at number Caleb two? Caleb Williams at two would be awesome. Or Drake May. I don't care. I just have the pick of the litter and sure. say they're – we, we've, we've talked a lot about this in comparison to two years ago and other oh. years. There may only be one franchise quarterback in this draft. There may be none, but there may only be one. There's there probably not a whole handful. Sure. Mm, I'm not sure there's three. You never know. But if there's one and you have the pick of the litter. And then I don't it's know on who, you. I don't know who you is, by the way. We can get into that the second hour because the you making the pick could be anybody for all As I know. As I was explaining to several fans in the parking lot on the way into the stadium today, you know, like, oh, what's going on? How come? Like, guys, the reason why no pending free agents have been signed is because nobody knows who's running the operation yet, which I believe, and we definitely are going to get into this in hour two and hour three, I I truly believe they haven't made their decision yet as to what's going to go on with the future of Bill Belichick at all. That's why they haven't signed anybody yet. Because you're not going to sign somebody and be like, hey, new coach slash GM, we just gave you four years of Kyle Duggar. What if the new coach is like, I don't like Kyle Duggar? Yeah, no, I, I think they have made their decision, but Ooh. I think you're right. Those can both be true. Yes. No, they're not going to announce anything. He's not going to be fired. Both can be true. They're moving on from Bill Belichick, but they don't have the next president of football operations or whoever the mm-hmm. next guy is going to be, and they don't want to saddle him with Duggar or yes. Uche yep. or Jennings or whoever you want to talk mm-hmm. about. Barmore's the guy. Barmore is Why now the guy. they haven't signed Barmore? Barmore should be signed because I'm pretty sure. Now, the flip side of that is Barmore is probably realizing by the week how much money he can make. Okay, so here we go. So here are your, here's just some thoughts. and We're going to get to your calls in just a minute, folks. You guys are lined up. we got full phones here at 617-779-7937. But we would love to take you as soon as we get in on that phone action. Two-way sports talk radio was built on it. Uh, 617, P.S. Bill sucks. <laughs> 413, that game was a slump buster for the Chiefs. Sort of, but the Patriots at least punch. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, people know what they are. And then they're like, oh, that image of somebody with a something is really? in my head. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. 
Yep. So in Learn case later, every day in this case business. later on, you were going to say I have something about a glass oh, I got coffee a ton table. Of them. No, it's fine. I got a boatload no, of them. I nothing needs to get steamy in Cleveland either. Thank you. Uh, you can't say that. You no, just I didn't say it. No, say I, 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 I worked my way around it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Don't give Andy a bunch of loopholes. Okay. Um, give me a loophole. I'm taking it. 508, I love how we actually have a good game going for a change, and then the refs ruin it and made the most blanking, boring game ever. See, I don't think it's the refs. However, it's not just the refs. Some, there was some poor officiating or a little ticky-tacking. That's fine. However, I just uh, texted this to you so you could see it, Andy. Uh, as was tweeted out, I believe now 17 minutes ago by at man underscore damn, D-A-M-N-N. That's Matthew Judon's official Twitter account. Uh-oh. Speaking of um, FedExes. Uh huh. Yeah. Even if he's not play- if he's not on the field, he'll be getting one. With a thousand retweets at this point, uh, someone from the handle of at Tanner P zero four two two tweeted out a photoshopped photo of uh, photographed image of Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes kissing a male referee. To which Matt Judon quote tweeted it: "I see no lies." Hey now. You know what? If you're going to go down, go That's down swinging. It's a good swinging. Photoshop. It's really good Photoshop. You can do a lot of things with the computer these days. That looks real. It Maybe it was. That Probably guy not. doesn't look like a real ref in the no, NFL. No, it doesn't. He doesn't have the right uniform on. He's got That's gun. the one thing I would have said. He's is, got the guns, though. He does, but I, I, I don't that think That would be biceps, everybody. I don't think he's an NFL official. Wrong, wrong shirt. I hate saying it because it sounds like hopping on the bandwagon, but even this is also a texture in the 617 loss. Feels like it was okay because the game feels different. Max sucks the life and joy out of everything and makes it just plain boring. Max game in his press conferences, vanilla, boring, ass, blank. Zappy takes accountability, blah, blah, blah. So did blah. Mac. He explains things. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought Mac Jones Let's did not as well. change history. Mac has a lot of faults. Sure. Mac has a lot of blame for where this team is and has been for a mm-hmm. couple years here. But let's not pile on. And I think this year in particular... Mac did a good job taking blame. Mac did a good job standing up there, despite mm-hmm. you know a tough situation. Sounding like he was going to cry, maybe Absolutely. actually crying a at couple some times. Point. Got choked up, I thought. Yeah, but we don't need to pile on. He well, acted like a professional. When you're watching your dream slip away in front of you, and you are sure. part of the reason why, a big part of the reason. why. Yeah, that's why. Like every time we, like when we go to break, I run in the bathroom and cry because I realize I'm just you letting had dreams? my dreams. My dreams are slipping away, just dealing with you. They gone, you son of a bitch. Um, Andy does. All right, well, I'll ask you this question. Is uh, Matthew Judon going to be fine? Because it's is that, not just Judon for that, going to, Is Burge going to get to him? Is Belichick going to get to him? Is he, somebody going to reply to him? He and tweeted be like, earlier, like, out. he basically accused the refs of giving them the game. I forgot the exact And he phrasing. was at the stadium today. He was there, like, he was there doing oh. high fives and everything on the field. I was five feet away from him in the pregame. I hope he wasn't tweeting from the stadium, because I definitely think that would be a problem. I don't uh, think as a player you're supposed uh, to be doing that on your phone, I, even I, if you're on IR. In the stadium. You can't gamble from in the stadium. You shouldn't criticize the officials on Twitter from the stadium. Nope. That's not going to... Well, we may have a new contract. Hey, something to talk about this week, aside from who do we think they're going to take and who's going to actually be the one taking it. You know what's unifying everybody? What's that? Because I feel like me... Disdain for the referees. Yes. Me, you, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Judon, Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. We've never all been on the same page until now. We all think the referees... Are abs uh, Josh McDaniel's dad? I'll add him in there because he's been very vocal on Twitter. Everybody thinks the refs stink. It's like mm-hmm. unifying us. It's us. Yeah, against finally them. we could come together. I like it. I like it. Hey, look at that. See, once we're again, all friends here. We're all winning today. It's a big W Sunday in the face of defeat. No moral. No moral victory Monday. We're having a. 
pretend victory Sunday here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. 617-779-7937 is your phone number. We'll get to your calls when we come back. And then, of course, in the next hour, the great debate of the sources. Who's right, Rap Sheet, Curran, or nobody? And who knows anything? We'll try to get to the bottom of it. Fitzy, Hart, Six Rings, W-E-E-I. All right. Questions? Questions? Got a mic Reese in the back. Bill, was JC Jackson available today? Uh, no. And why, what happened that he was active for the game but wasn't available? He wasn't available. And why was he active for the game? He wasn't available. Salute at that. Bill, just a thought on what you saw from your team. Uh, obviously, uh, continued to fight once you guys get down, but in that and how important was that uh, turnover uh, with Bailey there in the in the third quarter? Yeah, well, there were a lot of big plays in the game. Um, yeah, we got a couple turnovers, had one called back, had another touchdown called back. Um, so there's you know a number of key plays in the game that could have could have helped us a little more than the way they turned out. Um, but you know, it's competitive. They're a good football team. They're well coached. Um, obviously, got a lot of good players. So you can't can't give them any extra opportunities. Uh, Bill, question fourth and two. You just you would like to go for it, and Bailey Zappi throws that touchdown pass to Hunter Henry. Uh, what went into that decision to go for it on fourth down, and what was the feeling on the sideline after the payoff of the touchdown? Uh, we felt you know, felt that was the right thing to do at that point in time. Um, felt like we had a good play. Bailey made a good throw. Hunter, you know, made a good catch. So. Um, just felt like we had a good play. Uh, Bill, along those same lines, you went for it early in the game, fourth and two, and got the touchdown. Later in the game, early fourth quarter, was fourth and three, kind of near midfield. You decided to punt. What, what went into that decision? Any thought to go for it there? Yeah, before we got the interception. Yeah, it was like, I think you're down by 17. It was fourth and three. And then we got the interception. Right. I felt like, I mean, at that point we'd lost three starters. Worried about the pass protection. Worried about the sweater being able to execute in that situation. Felt like we were playing good defense and like the ball back on a turnover, or, you know, three and out, get the ball in better, better field position. Uh, Bill, last three minutes you had called the timeouts to get the ball back. You're working from your own end zone. Um, seemed to huddle substitute a lot one of the offensive players in the locker room lamented the tempo that ran the clock down to two minutes were you okay with the tempo there down 10 with a couple minutes left uh, we ended up on a check play there and um you know yeah we i mean could have gone quicker right on your right bill we we saw you come out and check on cole strange when he went down just how tough was it to lose him, and do you have any update on, on him? Yeah, it was tough to lose him. It was tough to lose Connor. It was tough to lose Hunter. Um, so, you know, kind of at the end there, we were not 
Um, so I didn't feel like we were able to, you know, do probably what we should have done in that situation. At the end of the game, I'm talking about. <clears throat> hey, Bill, uh, how would you assess Bailey's performance today? Yeah, I'll take a look at it on film. Um, you know, can't watch everybody out there. Along those lines, do you have any update on Hunter Henry, and are you expecting to possibly lose him for a long time? Don't have any update. Game was just over. Bill, when Ben was asking about a fourth down decision, I think you thought it was um, fourth down from your own 33. There was another series previous to that. It was the first set of plays you guys had in the fourth quarter. Same decision-making for you in terms of the injuries and not wanting to go for it. There's fourth and threes at your own 42. Yeah, it's not a question of not wanting to go for it. It's a question of doing what you feel like is best at that point in time. Was that related to the, the injuries, though, like you mentioned for the, the previous situation? It's a lot of things that go into a decision. It's not one thing. Hi, Bill. In response to, to Dan's question, the first couple things you mentioned were related to the, the officiating and calls that were um, obviously didn't go your way. Did you feel that the officiating uh, in this game was perhaps worse than in previous games? You appeared to be more you know, frustrated throughout the course of the game than, than usual. Yeah, I didn't say that. I just We talked about some big data and I asked about the key plays in the game, and there were, I rattled off a few of them. I'd say those are big plays in the game. You know, touchdown called back, turnover called back, uh, interception. You know, I mean, so there, there was a number of things. Both teams missed field goals. I mean, it's you know big plays in the game, scoring plays. Uh, Alex Austin said in the locker room that he wasn't expecting to start until pregame. How did he handle that situation, and how tough is that on a player to be thrust into a starting role like that? Well, I mean, we all know that when the game starts, anything can happen. Um, so happened a little bit before that. But, you know, he was ready to play, expected to play, and, you know, played a lot. So but talked about that before. It's everybody's job to be ready to go. That's, that's what we do. All right. Well, all right then. A very cheerful and seasonally appropriate Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's a mean one. Belichick. Honestly. Not, not bad, right? But did you expect anything else? No. Actually, I mean, actually, I will say I will say we did get something new out of that. It was a unique press conference in that I've never heard a head coach in the NFL just walk up to the microphone, do the whole Belichick like questions. Yeah, he didn't have anything to say. Literally, the head coach of the team did not offer any words of his own, only some terse, tight-lipped, semi-confrontational, grumpy responses. I mean, yeah, again, if you say anything, they'll be like, ah, he doesn't know you anything. J.C. Jackson wasn't available. Well, why, you why probably shouldn't have had him active if he that, wasn't available. It, like, there's a good chance that whatever was going on between you and J.C. Jackson was happening before the game today, unless he just sort of showed, like, did he show up in an offensive outfit? Did he mouth off? I mean, something happened. He sh Otherwise, why is he... Uh, Why is he there? Just tell him he's just tell him stay right. home again like you did with the Germany game. Correct. It's just another example of the none of these are the reason they're mm. a bad football team, 
but they're all part of the mosaic, as Bill would say, his word. Mm-hmm. You know, Trent Brown. Um, there's been a lot of social media just weirdness, comfort, Jack saying certain things. How come we can't get a player's <clears throat> Right, and support for guys that are on other teams now. And I would put Jalen Jackson. Yeah. Jalen Like, there's just a lot of weirdness and not on the same pageness and mm-hmm. that is and and again not any one aspect of it is the reason you're a 3 and 11 football team but it's all um part of the systemic breakdown of the 2023 Patriots and part of the reason there are a lot of people that believe the time has come that the the ship has sunk so to speak and bottomed out and now you need to begin going in the other direction. Another member of the New England Patriots who's on injured reserve has tweeted out something uh, unflattering about the officials. Daniel Aquale. Unflattering about the officials. Daniel Aquale. Three uh, face palms and a crooked face emoji with a photo of an NFL ref. It was more than just the officials. You know who complains about officials? Teams that lose. No, losers. Teams that lose don't have to complain about the officials. You can just lose. It mm-hmm. happens. I think losers complain about the... I, I, didn't we all think that Patrick Mahomes looked like a loser last week? A total loser. It was loserish behavior, yes. Okay. Now, m- yeah, maybe he was being a loser, and he's not totally a loser, but to me, that's what losers do. That not the old phrase, losers lament, like you mm-hmm. bitch about the officials, you complain about the officials? Good teams, professionals, either shut their mouths, take it because they know they're going to be better after it, or they overcome it. And if you can't overcome it, that tells you you're not that good. Like, uh, you didn't lose this yeah. game. I know Bill kind of backtracked and a good job there being asked about it a second time when he was talking about, yeah, yeah, a touchdown wiped out, yeah, a turnover wiped out. And I don't know whether he intended to bitch about the officials or he was indeed just listing big plays, as he then said the mm-hmm. second time around. But when you do that, and when you do it as a coach, don't tell me that Matthew Judon... And Daniel Aquale and these guys don't see Bill screaming at the refs after every call. Well, that's just sort of you like... You open the doors, and it's at all levels. I will get, tell you this. You as a coach of flag football or youth baseball, mm-hmm. if you bitch about the umpires, mm-hmm. you lose your right as a coach to tell the kids to stop bitching about the umpires because you've opened up the floodgates as the leader, the guy who sets the tone. And Bill Belichick has set the tone for the last few weeks, focusing a lot on the officials and bitching about calls that are going against his team, in my opinion, most of which have been accurate. Why have just been take correct. it to the uh, pool reporter later on to right. ask him about that? Oh, no, now he wants to bring him up, and then if you follow up on it, he doesn't want to talk about him anymore. It's, typical, it's a typical Belichickian strategy. Bring it up, and then when asked about it, shoot it down. Bring up, shoot down. By bring way, up, shoot down. I think, I think uh, Taylor Swift did drop an F-bomb. I think she did, too. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift now, now more than, fan than ever. <laughs> We were discussing it off air, and I don't know if this is appropriate for on air. She's gotten a lot more attractive since she's joined mm-hmm. the NFL world. Yeah. She's kind of developed into a woman. She's not like an aging girl anymore. Right. I kind of like her. Yeah. She's out there dropping right. F-bombs at opposing stadiums. Sweatshirt. Yeah, she's up in the luxury box, like, chugging a beer, dropping F-bombs. What's not to like? Let's party, take I'm starting to get it. I might be a Swifty soon. All right, and save that drop, Joe. And on that note, we will go to hour number two. We will start the next hour with your phone calls. Let's get your thoughts on this game. Let's react to Bailey. Let's react to Bill. Let's do it together, folks. We got you. Fitzy, Hart, Braverman, the whole crew here of Six Rings on WEEI.